With the general resurgence of interest in Vampire the Masquerade lately, I've found myself waking up from an extended period of fooling around with some other systems, embarrassing, I know, and I've decided to revisit one of the most pivotal and influential settings of my formative years. I'm talking of course about the World of Darkness, and just so that there's no confusion, this is Old World of Darkness, not the Chronicles of Darkness or the 5th edition. Before we dig into it though, let me just say that I am in no way an expert on the subject matter. This is as much of an exploratory journey for me as it is for you. In case I do get something wrong though, let me know in the comments below, because unfortunately, given that White Wolf as a company had a tendency to not want to keep all their eggs in one basket, the odds of me finding that one little lore snippet in one of those obscure source books, it's actually pretty low. As a preface, if you're not familiar with the World of Darkness, it's essentially kind of like our own, but it's more twisted and dark. Everything that sucks about our own world is even worse in this setting, but that's fine because none of it is actually humanity's fault. It's all because of evil spirits or ancient vampires or even world-changing wizards. Honestly, with the amount of supernatural stuff going on, you'd think more people would be savvy to it, but almost every game in this setting has its own mechanics for hiding the truth from us normal mortals. Old Will of Darkness is a pretty big setting, but I've chosen to dedicate my first couple of videos to Vampire specifically, primarily because I'm the most familiar with it, but it was also the flagship of the whole series. I started playing around 98 and 99, which is when the revised or third edition of the game came out, and there was a lot of discussion about revised edition being a little too blunt about its lore and secrets, but honestly I never really saw it as a problem. But I guess I can see the issue if you as a storyteller want your players to go in blind, I mean. Anyway, let's get to it. What is a vampire? Well, we all know the answer to that one, although our mileage may vary depending on our source material. The one unifying factor though is that they're immortal and that they drink blood. History has provided us with a lot of different folklore on the matter, but for now we're here to see White Wolf's take on it. A vampire, or as they themselves like to be called, a kindred, is a creature that once was human. The human is drained of all their blood and, before they die of acute blood loss, they drink some blood from another vampire. There's more to this process, which by the way is called the embrace, but that's the fundamentals. You need to be empty of blood and you need to drink vampire blood. That kickstarts the change. If you're not empty while drinking, you become something called a ghoul. And if you're empty but don't drink any blood, you just plain die. There's a lot of different vampire tropes throughout history that this game covers, and let's go through some of the ones that are actually true. Sunlight kills the man. It's lethal, to the point where a few seconds of exposure might be all you need to kill a kindred, and from what I can tell, it doesn't seem to have much to do with how old you are. In fact, I think the older kindreds are generally more resilient, but if you are a thin blood, which essentially means you're on the very bottom rung of vampires, you could potentially survive some exposure. Religion and faith aren't really enough to hurt a kindred, unless that faith is genuine, which in this gothic punk setting is pretty rare. A person with true faith can actually perform miracles too, and although most of the time this trait is connected to any of the Abrahamic religions like Judaism, Christianity and Islam, it doesn't actually matter. The person just needs a deep-seated conviction in their chosen divinity and that should usually be enough. Stakes through the heart sends a vampire into torpor, which essentially means that you're paralyzed until said stake is removed. But unlike folklore, the stake can be made of anything, as long as it can go through a heart and stay there. You don't usually die from being staked unless you're already pretty weak, but a creative punishment used in the kindred community is to stake a troublesome vampire and leave them lying on a rooftop waiting for the sun to rise. Vampires drink blood to sustain themselves. They are undead and their bodies don't function like ours. They have no actual use of their internal organs and they can't have kids. 
they don't need to breathe and their bodies will always revert to how they looked at the time of their embrace. This means that tattoos, lost limbs, cut hair and so on will revert back over time, although particularly bad damage might take a while to regenerate. Everything else, including garlic, running water, sleeping in coffins, etc, that's just not true, it's myth. However, there are options for playing a character who firmly believes these to the point where they compulsively have to consider them. It's pretty fun playing a vampire who can't get into a house unless invited, or who has to count all the toothpicks if someone throws them on the ground. Kindred society is sort of parasitic in nature, because unlike humans, vampires are strictly predators and they hunt. This means that unless you're a vegetarian, which means that you're living off the blood of lesser animals, which by the way isn't nearly as potent as human blood, you're gonna be living close to your prey. Mortals, or kine as they might sometimes be referred to, tend to gather together, so most vampires do the same. Cities tend to have a higher concentration of kindred in them, both for the easy access to prey, but also for the relative safety and anonymity that a city offers. And while kindred tend to be territorial, they do recognize that they'd be much worse off if they were alone. Now, that doesn't mean that vampires can't hang around outside the city limits, but in the world of darkness that's very much not recommended. Because werewolves, they tend to make rural areas their home and have a deep-seated hatred for kindred, and will often go out of their way to hunt them down and kill them. So with a bunch of kindred living close together, there's definitely a need for some kind of order. Historically, vampires tended to be solitary, but with a little event called the Burning Times, kindred realized that humanity could pose a pretty big threat if they ever figured out that they had a common enemy in vampires. Hence, something called the Masquerade was created. In short, the Masquerade is a code of conduct put in effect to make sure that humans don't realize that vampires are pulling their strings. It essentially boils down to avoid killing unnecessarily, don't call attention to yourself, respect the hierarchy in a city, and so on. The sect that created these rules is called the Camarilla, and it's the sect that most new characters will belong to. The Camarilla is essentially a giant pyramid scheme that rules through status quo and shadow puppetry. It's nowhere near the good guys of this setting, but at least they are trying to keep things on the down low. Unfortunately, unlike in real life, those older than you never really pass on to hand you the reins, and in fact, the only way you can usually get any influence is by either embracing a new generation of suckers, pun intended, or offing those above you. Coincidentally, that's considered a massive crime in the Camarilla. I wonder why. Opposite the Camarilla, you've got the Sabbat. The Sabbat usually doesn't give a shit about the masquerade and instead love to revel in their own undeath. And without going too much into it, the Sabbat is essentially a massive army created to destroy the Antediluvians, the founders of each of the 13 vampiric clans. These Antediluvians are considered fairy tale by the Camarilla, or at least that's the official stance on it, but since the Sabbat thinks that the older you are, the more likely you are a puppet to your Antediluvian, it's pretty clear that the elders of the Camarilla really don't care much for the Sabbat. The Sabbat also refers to themselves as Cainites, not Kindred. And this stems from the in-lore theory that all vampires are descended from Cain, the first murderer, who was cursed by God with undeath. Anarchs and the Independents are the last big factions. Anarchs are essentially opposed to the rigid political structure of the Camarilla, desiring instead something a little bit more democratic, but they are also not as extreme as the Sabbat, because they know and accept that the masquerade was put in place for a pretty good reason. And the Independents, finally, are the vampire clans who officially aren't aligned to any of the sects. We'll be covering the clans in a future video, as I don't think I'd be able to do them justice in this one, but what I can say is that they tend to be easily stereotyped. 
The Ventru, for example, are a clan of influential power brokers, CEOs, and old-school nobility. But that doesn't mean that your sire, who is the kindred that embraced you, scrolled through the Fortune 500 companies looking for you. Maybe they desired companionship, or maybe they wanted revenge on you. Perhaps another kindred had you in their sights, but your sire got you first, in order to mess with the other one's plans. Clans define what powers you have and gives you a framework to work within, or to break out of. And usually your clan isn't super important to you either, it's more like your pedigree, which at times can be relevant, but it all really depends on the situation, and which clan you belong to. For my next videos, I will be talking a bit more about the Camarilla and what it means to be embraced into it, as well as the clans who typically make up the majority of the sect's members. Thank you very much for watching my video. If you liked it, why not become a patron? For just a dollar a month, you'll be able to vote on upcoming videos, join the Discord server, and your name will be in the credits for each video. Finally, I'd like to give a shout out to Jordan, the PH is silent, and his videos on Faerun and Dungeons and Dragons. They were a massive inspiration for the creation of this channel, so go check out his stuff if you haven't already, links in the description. Thanks again for watching, and keep your eyes out for the signs of Gehenna. The time of thin blood is upon us.